We love that we get to record Sewing Club podcast on Turrbal and Yuggera country. We pay our respects to their elders past and present. Welcome to the Sewing Club, everyone. It's like a book club, but for sewing. I'm Gemma from Sewing Gem. And I'm Kylie from Kylie and the Machine. And this episode is all about the sea dress from Marsha Style. So what have you been up to? Well, you know, it's been the Christmas holidays, been just having a bit of time off, chilling with the family. Mm. Um, I've had my brother over from the UK, which has been great, and my mm. uncle and auntie. So yeah, just having a bit of family time, really, and looking yeah. forward to getting back to back to Sewing Gem. That uh, sounds lovely. I've also had a good Christmas break. As much as I love working, leading up to Christmas is always the the most intense time of the year and it makes you really grateful for that for that forced time off. And I'm ready to get back into it though. It's a new year and we have lots planned at KATM. Exciting, yeah. I always uh, breathe a little sigh of relief once the Black Friday sales are, are over. They're as great as they are. It's it's a really busy time for us too. So um, yeah, it's it was a good Christmas, chance to recover and um, have a bit of downtime and ready to go again. Oh, we, we basically start everything like all of our product stuff that we're doing at the end of the year, we are working on it at the beginning of the year. So basically when we go back to work, we'll be working on the end of 2024 stuff. So it actually feels crazy to work that far in advance, but it's there's only a couple of us that do the product development, so we have to work on it all year round. Cool. So how many of you are there in the team that work on the product development? Um, it's just Sally and I. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, so... Cool. We have the concepts and we also do all the design work and we also do all the um, negotiating with suppliers and dealing with anything that goes wrong and also, yeah, managing stock and things like that. And then we have another lady that does, um, Sophie, she does all of our photos and content and socials and emails and we have another lady who, uh, Alicia, she does all our packing and we've got a couple of casuals as well that help us with tasks. But yeah, it's a really small operation for what we get done. There's never time to rest. Ever. <laughs> I can imagine. It sounds like you're super busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always delays. There's always problems. Of course. Of Every course. single thing yeah. that yeah. we do. There's always some curveball that we have to deal with. <laughs> and that's just part of running a business. And somehow we always end up laughing at the end. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. That's what. That's how we operate. It's uh, it's all very spontaneous and mm-hmm. flying by the seat of <laughs> <laughs> one's pants. <laughs> seat of the pants. Yes. It's uh, yeah. One. It's hour by hour. <laughs> but I love this. I yeah. love sewing, and I'm glad that we started this because it not only has it made me make some patterns that I've been wanting to make but it's actually given me my sojo back and I've made some other things separate from the podcast that I've been wearing about and it makes me really happy. I completely agree and I I am someone that needs a bit of a deadline Mm. otherwise just doesn't get done so I'm actually completing garments which is you know really good things I can actually wear. Yeah and twirls. Yeah exactly exactly. I've been very cheeky with the twirls. Why? Well, I haven't been doing them. Oh, you're, yeah. We're very different on that the, that front, aren't we? Because I, I do it for everything. But I must admit that last time I came over, I got to try on the bodice of your seer dress that you had made a 12 for. Yeah. And it made me realise how much I miss um, social sewing that we used to do because we would make things and then we'd all try on each other's 
garments and then it would give us a little bit of a idea of what that would be like on us. And then it got me thinking, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a pattern company that had all the garments and you could go and try them on in your size and work out what adjustments you needed oh. and then, you know, how much time that would save us. I mean, be amazing. Hey, Gemma. Mm, highly. <laughs> How would you describe the Sia dress for those listeners that have never seen it before? So it is um, a dress with two lengths. You've got the uh, mini length and the midi length. It's got sleeves. And again, there are two options on the sleeves. Um, you've got a tie on one version and then like a, an elasticated longer sleeve. It's got tucks on the bodice where the um, bust is and a tie around the waist and quite a low cut V at the front of the bodice. Yes, quite low. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, you know, might not be for everyone. <laughs> there is the option to add a hook and eye. And I think, well, I know that both Kylie and I did decide to actually sew up that front bit a little bit because yes. it was low for us I yeah think. and I think it, there's another pattern that's very popular in the sewing community it's a vogue pattern and it just it's gorgeous but pretty much I mean I think 90% of the people that sewn it actually ended up adjusting that bit so it was just a little bit easier to wear rather than you know risking yeah I mean exposing yourself I wish I could feeling. I wish I could wear a pattern that low two children on I'm not quite there, but yeah. I'm sure there are some people. It's that. nice to look at <laughs> when you're still in the mirror, but I think if you're planning on bending and moving, I would prefer yeah. to have a little bit more coverage. But, I mean, you, if you wanted to wear something like this for a event. You just get your tape out. Yeah, just get that get that Hollywood <laughs> tape or whatever it's called. Exactly. <laughs> because it does look stunning it when does. you do wear it yeah. with the full low deep v and i completely get why it was drafted like that because it's got quite a lot of sleeve and everything and that really deep v just kind of adds something to it and i can see that a sort of more evening version of this mm. with my boob tape would be perfect yeah there's that old saying you know you don't show your boobs and your legs and your arms all at once <laughs> yeah. i mean look those rules are very very outdated, loose yeah. but um yeah, I, th I think like for me personally, I either would like to have like a short skirt and long sleeves and be covered up the top or the other way around. And I get this, this is, you feel quite covered up in every other way. Um, so it makes sense that there is a bit of a plunging neckline there to give it that sexiness. Yeah, I think it, I think it does need that. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So we talked to Therese from Marsha Style the other day and we asked her a bunch of questions about her background in the fashion industry and also the inspiration for this garment and what she's been working on for future. I think I'm right in saying that the Sia dress is actually your first pattern. Yes. Um, and I'd love to know what it was that inspired the Sia dress. 
It's funny. I I think when I think back to what inspired the sea address, I wanted to do a pattern of a dress that um, had some like little technical abilities to it. And I think even just what I do in my line of work, I'm always looking out into the market of what sort of is out there and what trends are happening and what dresses are around. And um, yeah, it was just a dress that I like that style of dress. I'd seen it across a few different labels and I was like, oh, I really, really like that. Um, And then it was just taking that and making an interpretation of it. I thought it was something that was relevant but it's also something that's timeless and I like that it had a few elements to it that weren't everyday elements at that moment in time so I think yeah that was kind of like my little inspiration for it and it was a dress that you can dress up and you can dress down and I think it suits sort of multiple fabric types and I knew it would test sewers like I think the lined and the unlined version mm-hmm. definitely has different tricks and traits to it but I knew it would be something that probably would be a slight challenge to sewers. Yeah. And in actual fact, um, because I did a twelve first, I've actually got a top version of it. And I put on and I was like, actually this is a great top. I would totally <laughs> wear this with the skirt, you know, you're right, it's sort of these standalone elements almost. Yeah. 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 So do you know how many copies of the sea address that you've actually sold? I have. I've sold about one thousand one hundred. Wow. That number. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. I did look that stat up tonight. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Awesome. But there's quite a lot on Instagram that I've seen in the hashtag. Like it's been, it's been sewn and, and shown. It's not just people buying it and popping it away. No, I think so. I think I, I think it's definitely a pattern that people do. Um, they do end up sewing, and I think when they sew one, they can make the little tweaks for what they might need into the second version of it. And um, I think they realise that the. I think one of the comments I always like is that it's something that you can really immerse yourself in. So I'm intrigued to know how you have time to do the pattern making side of your own <laughs> business, and then also have a job as well. I mean, how do you juggle it all? <laughs> Um, it probably, when I look back at when I started, when the sea address was released, it was actually just as we were about to go into like COVID closures. Um, cause I remember my post, I looked it back on my post of the first one. I was like, I oh, know it's not a great time to launch a dress, but it actually ended up being an amazing time to launch a dress because we were all spending a little bit more time at home. Um, yeah. I think to my, um, work life has evolved a lot over the last, four years or three years um, since that was released. So um, I felt like I probably had that little bit more time back then. I don't know whether it was a combination of um, working, you know, we kind of had that little bit of flexibility when all that was going on and my 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 job probably wasn't as demanding back then. Yeah, so I, I, that's probably one thing I do miss a little tiny bit. I haven't been able to kind of sew as much as what I would like to, but I do have little plans in my head of what um, the next pattern is going to be. Exciting. <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, speaking of your work, can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I know you work in the fashion industry. Yes, yeah. Um, I work for uh, Billabong Women's in Australia and my current role is merchant. I come up with the architecture of the line for what the designers design into. Um, so I look at um, how collections have sold in the past. I look at what's currently selling in store and then come up with uh, like kind of like the architecture of like we need 20 dresses, we need 10 t-shirts, we need this, we need that to hit a sales target and then the design team design into that. But tell us, well, tell me first of all, where does the name Marsha Style come from? Is that a person or? It's where, really, where does... really boring. My last name is Marsh um, and <laughs> I get really stuck for like what I'm going to call things. So it's just like 
Marsha style. And it's really, I was like racking things around in my brain for ages going, could be this. And I actually have no doubt that one day I will rebrand. Um, it mm-hmm. just, I haven't got to that point yet. And I want to make sure that when I do rebrand that it's something that is really special and important. And there's also a lot of work that goes behind rebranding when you come to websites <laughs> and all of those sorts of things. So um, I'm just waiting yep. until I, I get that, get it really right um, to make sure that I, I, you know, when I do it next time, that it's going to be kind of like the life thing that stays. We sure. know all about that, don't we? Yeah. It's so tricky. And I also too think it's, it's kind of like, you want to make sure that you don't lose any of what you've already created when you do that rebranding too so it's sort of yeah and branding's probably not my strong point I'm a facts and figures and and nutting things out and the marketing is probably the thing that I struggle with the most so yeah Yeah, self-promotion it's hard. <laughs> well, speaking of promotion, what about when Mimi Jean sewed your dress? That was amazing. It's another like um, I, I didn't even I didn't even know that the sewing world existed in the way that it existed. And I picked up a book by Gary V on the like it was one of his books um that Mimi G was featured in, and it blew me away. I was just like, what is there like Very a person cool. that sews and you know does all this stuff online? And then that I kind of got a little bit of you know I I was like, oh my. God, there's a whole world out here that really suits me. And um, I, I can't believe I don't know anything about it. So <laughs> then I went down a rabbit hole of like, yay, there are so many people sewing. There are so many people loving sewing. It was um, it was, yeah, it was amazing. I, I really feel feel like that that was a point that changed a little bit my my perception of, I don't know, because I I don't know about you, but me, I don't have friends at sorry. So people don't really get it. Um, and it just felt like a really beautiful community. And I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, the community for me is global. Like I have amazing sewing friends all over the world that I'm extremely grateful to have in my life and to be involved with. And it was just, yeah. And I guess Mimi G was, she's just like, she kind of became a bit of a, um, like, not, I don't know if hero is a word, but I was like, I'm so glad that there's a, you know, that there is this person that's really promoting sewing. And I just even think the joy that sewing can bring to people's lives and the way mm. that Mimi has really made this amazing community from what she's done is 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 out yeah it's incredible incredible so yes yeah, when yeah. she did I didn't even know she was sewing it so no way so it's a surprise it was a surprise when, when I saw that happen I was like yeah that's so yeah. Cool. yeah that yeah. is so cool it was definitely a very big um fangirl moment of um yeah that's pretty pretty cool so yeah and she's, I don't know her very well at all, um, but, you know, I, I said I was very grateful for what she did and I just think that she's such a supportive um, person in the community. It's it's just amazing, yeah. Do you have a favourite pattern? Mine is the Sia, hands down, the Sia. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got fabric in the cupboard to make another Sia. Um, oh, awesome. <laughs> How yeah. many do you own? Um, I've probably had about five. I have, like, moved some on. Um, and I've had them in different lengths and and different sleeve types and things like that and different fabrics. But um, yeah, yeah no, I, this would probably I think this will probably be my sixth one once I once I sew it. So, did you make any adjustments to yours, or what size did you make? Oh, I made loads of adjustments actually, yeah, but too. I am quite particular about and that's why I do make a 12 because mm-hmm. I, I I like to be able to do that so I made a straight size six 
I think I must just be a little bit odd proportionally because I generally have to make similar adjustments mm-hmm. to most patterns. So what did I do? <laughs> um, I did make a slight uh, adjustment on the bust. I added to the pleat on the bust. I also curved the centre back seam at the top of my neck. Oh, I did the same uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> all that looking over computers, I think that must be. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, no one's got a straight straight, straight back. S- straight up and down back. Yeah. I did the one that I always do or seem to have to do, a broad shoulder adjustment. Mm. And I took a little bit out between where the bodice met the shaped waistband okay. because it had a bit of excess there. Um, and I think... They were the main. I did pinch a little bit out under the arms and I lowered the armhole very slightly. Other than that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's really only like tweaking it. It's, it was tweaks. Exactly yeah. right. It was tweaks. And that's that's why we make yeah. our own clothes. And I suppose we both sewed up the front as well was the yes. other. Yes. Yes. I didn't even put – because I tried on your twelve, and I knew that – it pretty much fit. So I just did my usual adjustments. I took an inch out of the – sorry, I don't know what that is in metric because my ruler at home is Two and inches. a half, two and a half. Yeah. I took an inch out of the length of the bodice front and back, but then I needed to make some more adjustment to the fullness of the area. And I was a little bit confused because um, usually if it's a, a typical dart, then it's a little bit – like standard, but this has got these different um, ways of adding fullness. But I looked on the Marsha Style website and her videos to show how to make those adjustments are really great. And she goes into a lot of detail. And if you're having any adjustment issues or you know you're going to have to remove or add, I'd say that the, the pattern itself would probably be like a C cup. Yeah, I agree because I had to do a slight even adjustment. Bigger yeah. than that, like there's quite a lot of volume. C there. to D, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, it's quite. Yeah, so it I does think... say to double D in the instructions, mm. but I feel like maybe it was more like a D. Yeah, um, maybe if I'd gone up a size, it mm. would have been better. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I've got a. I've got small bust, so like when I put it on, I was like, oh, it kind of feels like I'm wearing like my mum's dress when I'm a little girl. Like <laughs> it just had so much fabric there. But then when I looked at the and I'd already – and I hadn't made a twirl, um, of course. So what I did is I watched the video and then I still – I was able to make the some adjustments to it after I'd sewed it. I had to do some unpicking but it was worthwhile. Oh, and good. I didn't realise – okay, so here's my process. I was like, I don't want to make a twirl so I'm going to make the lining and then I'm going to try on the lining and see if that fits. And then I cut the lining out of – the pattern piece that is meant for the fashion fabric and then I tried on the lining, it fit pretty good. And then I realised that the lining is actually a different pattern piece altogether and it has actual darts. And that's actually really good. Like it's so detailed. It's really well drafted actually. That's really – and it's – I mean I don't think it would matter that you didn't have the darts in the lining. It's not the end of the world. But it does sort of just add to that level of finish on the inside, which is really nice. I really appreciate that. I mean I printed out the book. There's just so much information at the beginning. In fact, like the pattern cutting diagrams, there's like pages and pages oh, and pages of those. So detailed. Do so you ever really look at those or do you just no jigsaw it? <laughs> I jigsaw it. Yeah, me too. And sometimes I regret that. When I get near the end and I'm really close, I'm like, oh, sugar, I should have looked at the, yeah. <laughs> I looked at the, uh, yeah, the layout pattern. But, you know, 
Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends how much fabric I've got. If I know it's really tight, then I will. But if not, then I just usually go for it. Because I I have to admit, I did mix up the order a little bit with this Mm. as well. Because I like to put my zipper in not right at the end. I prefer to do it in the middle. So I did sort of tweak things a little bit in terms of order. So I I cut all my bodice pieces and then I cut my back bodice pieces to put my zip in. And then when I got to cutting my front skirt pieces, I was like, am I going to have enough? Or But luckily I did. So, yeah. And it does have like a, a placket at the front yes. uh, skirt. And that's kind of optional. I noticed in some of the pictures that even like in Therese pictures of her samples, that she's made one without that. But I do like that feature of it because it does give you a sort of a front slit, which is good for airflow and um, just easier to walk in because I also chose the midi. And what I really liked about the lining is I love how you do, how you attach the lining to the bodice with that front chest, you know, the front V and the back, and then you understitch it. And the thing about understitching is you never, ever, ever want to not do it if it says to do it, <laughs> right? Like if you didn't understitch that, it would just be flapping all over the place. You see the lining basically. You see the lining. Yeah. Like understitching is one of the most important steps in sewing a lined garment. And I really like the finish because it's clean. Yeah. And the fact that you sew the rest of the bodice and the sleeves, you know, in one, like the lining and the fashion fabric together – that's really good because it holds everything in place. Yeah. I don't like – you did a full lining though. Did you fully line well, your sleeve or did I, you join I did, it here? I joined it there. I mm. didn't do a full lining in – I mean I lined the sleeve and then I lined the bodice as per the instructions and then I joined it as two separate mm. pieces, which I decided to do because I thought it was fine where the, the facing for the ties on the sleeve. I just thought that the – finish would look better if it was a fully lined sleeve Mm. um so that was the reason for doing that um we're picky about the insides when we make (laughs) our own thing you know if this dress was in a shop (laughs) and it had those ties on the sleeve you wouldn't be looking inside going oh I can see some overlocking in there but when you're making your own you think how can I make this even better Mm. and I, I, I love that you went the extra mile and lined lined the sleeves as well but then you said to me before that it makes it a bit hot to wear yeah. right now. Oh, absolutely. It makes it hot. And actually with my toile when I was making it, I did look in the mirror and think to myself before I'd put the sleeves on, I'd really like a sleeveless version. I would I would wear a sleeveless version of this probably more because, you know, the climate here obviously is very hot mm-hmm. and I tend to wear sleeveless stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost tempted to unpick my sleeves on my toile top version. Oh, you've made such an effort with those <laughs> lined sleeves. Though. No, not the lined ones, the other ones. Oh, yeah. the one, oh, the toile one. That the toile one, yeah. Into. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Well, I've, I've seen lots of people with many different versions and hacks and things that they've done. And yeah, I actually changed the sleeves as well. I didn't do the tie or the long sleeve, but I, I just, I knew I wanted short sleeve, but I just didn't think I wanted the tie, even though I love the look of them. And that was kind of what drew me to the pattern initially. But I realized that I prefer things not dangling and touching and tickling my arm so I decided to cut the other sleeve which was the long sleeve and I shortened it and then I added like a little similar kind of pleat to the sleeve so because I'm just making this up as I'm sewing it I'm just kind of not sure where it's going to go so I made the sleeve 
large and then I put it on and then I sort of worked out where I would want that extra pleat to go and then I finished it with bias. And that's what we talked about with the sagebrush top. We could have done that. And then as I was making this, I thought to myself, Gemma's going to be happy about these notches. (laughs) I was very happy with my notches, yes. Because these notches on the pattern were telling you exactly where you needed to put those gathers. Gathers, I was very happy about that. Yes. (laughs) I am a rule follower. Yeah. I (laughs) think with Therese's background in, you know, fashion and and doing things the right way, um, that – She's very, she's very good like that. And when I look at her videos and listening to all her adjustment tips, it's very clear to me that she's quite experienced. And she also says in the pattern, if you have any in questions, you can contact her, which that's great. Really. I mean, that all those videos, there's so much work yeah. involved in that. And, and really, it's such a great resource for anybody who's not sure about whether or not they'll you know, they have the skill set to be able to do the pattern because you've literally got step-by-step instructions yep. all available to you yeah. on the website. I mean, you know, that's that's a huge thing for her to be doing and it's really, really helpful. Because, I mean, even in the instructions, the bit that I suppose if you're just starting out that might trip you up is, for example, the invisible zipper. Maybe you Mm -hmm. haven't done many of those, but she even gives a YouTube link to a video to, you know, if you're a visual person, you need to see it being done. There's a link there for you to follow step-by-step to get your zipper in. Mm. So it's just really, really helpful. So I'm very – I want to know more about this doing the zipper in the middle, (laughs) not the end thing. What's what's going on with that? Well, I I prefer to – not have the neckline completely finished at the top when I put my invisible zipper in. So what I actually did when I sewed the neckline, I actually left five centimetres on each side of the lining and the fashion fabric Mm -hmm. um, not sewn, attached just the back Mm -hmm. skirt, did my method of putting in my invisible zipper. Which is what? Well, we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I sort of carried on. So actually, that was from step 13. So I think I actually noted it in the instruction booklet. So at step 13, I attached my back skirt, leaving it unsewn a few centimeters at the the, the neck the neckline. Yeah. Inserted my zipper, and then I went back and finished the the top of the zipper. And the reason I do that, I suppose, I just think I get a better finish on mm. the zipper before the garment is completely mm. made, particularly at the top yeah it's also just I guess how I've been taught and mm. what I do but I th- you know the instructions are perfectly as you know putting the zipper in at the end is perfectly fine it's just personal preference so yeah I also left a couple of centimeters I left about two centimeters because a invisible zipper is around about that five eighths 1.5 centimeters and yeah if you do the understitching all the way to the edge when you try and do the lining there's always a bit of a weird thing happening and once again would be fine if you had that, but if we're going to, we're just trying to get it as perfect as possible, yeah. right? We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, when you've got a method that you know works and you mm-hmm. can get a zipper in really well, you kind of don't really want to mess with it too no. much. So that was the reason why I did that. So when I put my invisible zipper on or in, you'll have to tell me your method as well, Kylie. I normally sew where the zipper is going. I measure it all out. I sew where the zipper is going with long stitches. Then I sew from where that ends to the bottom of the skirt with normal stitch. Then I will put the zipper in with just a normal zipper foot. So sorry, so you're stay stitching like the seam? Yeah, stay stitch the seam together. And then I pin the zip 
in mm-hmm. where it will go and just stitch on the side of the tape with a normal zipper foot just yep. to the seam allowance. Mm-hmm. Then I unpick those stitches down to where the bottom of the zip is and then I use my invisible zipper foot to then put it in place. Mm. So is that how you avoid stuff not lining up at the at the bottom where it joins? The idea as well is because there's quite a few seams on there mm. and whilst mine isn't exactly perfect, it was pretty close, mm. that have to line up across the zip. Mm. The idea is that if you stay stitch it and then do it that way is that hopefully they'll be lined up when yeah. you then stitch do the final stitching. Yeah, because even though the fabric is cut on the straight grain, there's still an element of stretching that can happen. Yeah, things move, you know, and and mine's pretty close. It's not perfect. It's probably, you know, mill whatever out here and there, but it's it's close enough visually that when you're wearing it and um, that you wouldn't, see too much of a difference mm. yeah um, I I do similar but it's I don't uh, the stay stitching is I I usually use interfacing and then I just mark on the zipper where the waistband seam where the waist seam is or where both of because well, in this one you have two seams to line up at the back and then I do the rest of the thing like you're the same. Like you do the do, same. Yeah. Yeah. So I do the marking as well. I think that's actually really important with this dress to mm. mark on the zipper tape where that zipper tape needs to go yep. to line up with those seams. Yeah, because, because it's a full waistband that you want to look straight from behind. Yeah, you don't want one, you know, one a centimetre. Yeah, you don't want an offset no. waistband. And again, you'd probably find that in the shop and you wouldn't even notice, but when you're sewing it yourself, <laughs> You notice. (laughs) And I I noticed that you did the uh, ties, the waist ties on yours. Um, I chose not to because I'm just trying to get it to fit me perfectly enough that I don't feel like it needs a tie. But if you wanted to make it a bit looser for like Christmas feasting and things like that and then you can um, have the tie to tie it up nice and tight but then you could loosen the tie or if you made it and it was a little bit too loose then you could tighten it but – I wanted it to be quite fitted. Yeah, and mine is fairly fitted and probably didn't need the tie, but I quite like the tie. Mm. I haven't tried this, but I was thinking you could also um, tie it just at the back with Mm. a longer bow or shorten it and just have a back tie. And it also hides if you do have uh, your zipper the seams on the oh, zipper yeah. if you fill out, <laughs> then the tie will hide all of that so you don't have to worry. But literally no one is going to notice. Yeah, Like true. it's only us. And <laughs> even if you went to a sewing event and you saw other people sewing things, you're not looking for their mistakes either. You're just looking at the overall look of everything. Do you know what you should do if you have a few mistakes in a garment and, you know, you keep thinking about them when you're wearing them? Yeah. This is my theory. You put them in the wardrobe, you leave them for like four to six months <laughs> and then you come back and you pull it out and you go, Oh, yeah, this is amazing. I'm yeah. going to wear this. You've completely forgotten. <laughs> Have you tested that four to six months? Like yeah. one month is not enough. I don't know. I think you need, <laughs> you need however long it takes you to forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You forget about all the troubles that it causes. The little you pull bits. it out and, oh, look yeah. at this. Instant A new dress. Garment. <laughs> Instant garment, yes. Um, do you have a naughty corner? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> wardrobe full? No. Um, yeah, I do. I do. What do you do with them? Well, currently they're just sort of folded up in baskets and one day I'll go one back day. to them. One day. Yeah. <laughs> one day. I've got a, a couple of things that I've made and I've worn them a few times and for sort of whatever reason they're kind of like, oh, I'm going to alter this about it. I'm going to change the sleeves. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. They are the ones that take me forever to get to. Yeah. The other thing that most of mine are in the naughty corner for, and this is probably particularly early days of sewing, 
But even now sometimes I just pick the wrong fabric mm. and I just don't like it. Not necessarily the print, I mean the actual like properties yes. of the fabric on yeah. how I want them to be for mm. that particular garment. So it's never going to probably get any better, but I can't quite bring myself to just chuck it away, but I probably need yeah. to. Because or there's use a lot the fabric to consider. You've yeah. got the feeling of it and then the look of it and then you've got drape. the drape and then you've got the fact that we don't have access to every fabric that you know the fashion industry has yeah so we're just doing the best we can with what we what we can I think that's a really good point actually you know particularly as a lot of shops on the high street and things you know clothes and what have you it's really hard to access fabrics that you know we know we what we need sometimes Mm. but we can't always find what we want yeah and there's certain things for me that I just don't make like I don't make board shorts for my boys yeah. because it's just impossible to find that kind of fabric. Or sometimes, you know, even knits, you know, the, the cost per metre and the, you know, they don't – knits just don't last as long as woven. So it's it's hard to find that kind of fabric that's like perfect for the for the thing. And yeah. we're going to sew some knits in the Yeah, in I'm really episodes. excited because, you know, for me, to be honest, I do spend my day-to-day in knit fabric in mm. – t-shirts in you know vest tops Mm -hmm. that's a lot of my staple wardrobe um so I'm really excited to make something that will be something I can wear every day yeah and what fabric did you use it's a beautiful I used quite a soft checked linen in like a pale um, purple lilac color Mm. Um, and it's very soft and very easy to wear yes and I made mine in a cotton lawn which is a really fun, like a thin cotton. It's really actually quite similar to um, like Liberty cotton, but it's from a company in France called Madame Iris. That's beautiful. And I had two and a bit metres and I was waiting for the podcast to sew something that needed that much. And, um, yeah, it actually it matches nicely with yours. With It's got purple and kind of green palm trees on it. So we'll match in our We're going to be very coordinated. We're not going to be blue and black. No. (laughs) Finally, we've branched away from those (laughs) colours. My fabric was actually from Sewing Gems, so we've got quite a few check linens there. I actually made my twirl in the navy version, which Mm -hmm. then I had a moment. I was like, maybe I should make it in the navy. And I was like, no, I'm going to carry on with the the soft purple colour. So Mm -hmm. I think it looks gorgeous. It looks like – it actually looks like – a beautiful like Easter dress or something. Yeah, I, I could I could totally see me wearing that at Easter. Yeah, I like that. Am I going to save that now? Because <laughs> I'm looking at your dress. It's gorgeous. It's full linen. Imagine how much that would be at yes. a shop. A fully lined yeah. linen dress you're, at the shops. So it would be like hundreds of dollars. And you know we you've made it yeah. out of like under a hundred dollars worth of stuff. And yeah. you know. A lot of time. How, yeah, much, of, how much time did it take you? Oh, look, a long time because mm. I do work quite a bit on the fit and yep. I think that is, for me, what often takes the time because mm. once you know the pattern, you know exactly how it needs to be, you can just get on, you can chunk it up. I'm going to do this tonight. I'm going to do that tonight. Yep. I'm going to get the zipper in. And that's, I find, quite easy. But it's the tweaking with the fit that always takes me the time. Mm. How long did it take me? Oh, gosh. I'm not sure. <laughs> took I mean, me t- ages. <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon? Like 15 hours? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it took me a Easy. long. Easy. Yeah. Took me yeah. a very long time. I think I took longer to cut out this bodice than I've ever, because I was trying to pattern like not pattern match, but I was trying to like choose where I was cutting it so that the pattern, because I've got 
palm trees and I wanted to make it look like it had been thoughtfully cut and that took a while. And I also had a similar thing, probably not quite as um, tricky as the palm trees, but obviously having checks, Mm. they're not perfectly matched, but Mm -hmm. they are matched in places. I wanted to try and like roughly line them up, but I didn't have that much fabric excess. So I had to, so like down the centre of the skirt, I wanted to try and line that up to a point. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, you add in pleats and things and, you know, curves. and it it looks great. But it's... It, I think working with checks can be, um, you know, good and bad. Yeah, because you've got a guide. You've got a guide, so you can use those checks. But if actually, you get a bit of a wobbly seam. <laughs> then everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everyone. Well, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the pockets, let's talk about the pockets. They're a little bit small. Yeah, they did fit a phone though. I did do the, the Kylie test. Yeah, I did not make mine larger because I looked at it and I thought, that's not big enough, but I didn't make it larger because I thought, I'm not going to be using it like think about where I'm going to be wearing this I'm not going to be putting no. a phone in it I'm going to be having a purse or something so I didn't I it's more of a hand pocket or like a put your car key in, in it or something like that I think for me it's a hand pocket like yeah. when I put it on I want to naturally put my hands in and just you know mm. I don't know <laughs> hang out with my hands in my pockets but um yeah I, I can't see me putting a great deal in there you're right if I'm going to be wearing this dress I'll probably have a nice handbag or something with me yeah. so it's, yeah, I think that for, you know, dresses that you're going to wear out to lunch or, you know, somewhere like that, you're not going to be putting much in those pockets. No. no. So it's okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll say the pockets are fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the button placket. I like that the button placket gives you a front slit um, for the midi dress, like because you you don't have to join the buttons all the way to – to the bottom of the hem and then you get like that nice you know front split when you're walking showing a little bit more leg I like the side splits as well I Mm. think you're right it just adds a bit of something to Mm. it um yeah I agree it's it's good did you line your skirt yes just as per the pattern so it's not particularly low obviously because of the splits Mm -hmm. but I did I thought well we're lining we're lining now I've lined the sleeves so I need to line the skirt so yeah I didn't line my sleeves but I um, did line the skirt as well just because the lawn, although it's very pigmented, like the print, I don't think it's actually see-through. Um, no. It just felt right to have the lining. just feels a little bit more secure. Yeah, and also in the pattern you join, the the instructions talk you through joining the lining at that waist seam, so yeah. it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think it is worth noting that um, if you are a little bit put off by the idea of having lining, there is a set of instructions where you can make the dress without lining. Yeah. Um, so that would simplify a lot, you know. Oh, definitely. And um, it'd still be a very nice finish. It's just like the lining just gives it that more boutique yeah. kind of thing. And some fabrics are just not necessary. You don't need to line them. No, and absolutely And it's finished not. by a bias. As we always say, sometimes you just need a quick sew, you just need a garment. So that's probably a good way of... Mm you know, cutting out some time, not worrying about the lining if you're not worried. Yeah. Like yeah. So. And uh, it's worth noting that if you're making the lined version of the bodice, you don't need to cut the bias piece because <laughs> I, um, you know, like oh, a little pattern yeah, yeah, piece yeah, yeah. in the pattern for the bias, I cut that out and I cut fabric and then I realised I didn't need to do that. So just saving someone else a couple of minutes of their time yeah. if, 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 if you're like me and didn't read the instructions properly. Easy um, to do. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, oh, I'll just cut that out, but then didn't need it. So mm. now I've got an extra piece of bias for something else. Something else, yeah. 
great. Did you have to adjust any of the darts at the back? No, mm. my darts were okay at the yeah, back. Same. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, they shape they shape the which is unusual for me because yeah. I have a sway back and I normally have to take excess out there, but mm. I didn't have to, which is really surprising. Yeah, I, I um, think the da- I think the drafting of this pattern is spot on. Yeah, and agreed. The adjustment advice and tutorials that are included on our website make this like pretty like you. I don't see how you have too many more questions about it after you looked at those videos because they're just really comprehensive. Yeah, it, it really takes you through step by step. Yeah, it's great. Really, mm. really thorough. There was one other adjustment that I made while I'm – because I'm making it, trying it on, making it like do it a little bit more, trying it on, and I realised that I probably should have shortened the bodice like a little bit more. So then I ended up sewing just at the front and so I ended up sewing the waistband, like I unpicked it and sewed it higher. Yeah, uh, and um, that gave me the adjustment that I needed, and that was pretty much what I ended up doing on my twelve. Mm. So that I took that excess out of the middle. There. I unpicked the waistband and pulled it in one part slightly more than so the bodice. Sorry, the waistband rather slightly more than the bodice, and it just got that really flat finish yeah. on the front there, which is where you need it. Yeah, yeah, because before I did that, the shoulder seams were actually going back. Oh, over it's too long. It was too long and then, yeah, so I took it out of the front and that pulled it down and then the shoulder seams came back where they where yeah. they belonged. Yeah, that's good. It's good to try on things. I mean, you've got to be gentle. You have got to be gentle, yeah. <laughs> but it is good to try on things. Particularly on that V because that V part is on the bias. Yes. And I think I've said in um, previous podcasts that it's always worth, if you are going to be trying it on, taking it off, taking it on, putting a, just a strip of interfacing there yep. or just stop it from stretching out too much. Yeah. Uh, I guess the, the thing is that it's quite early on in the pattern, like in the instructions, you basically, you do the pleats, you do the side, the shoulder seam, and then you attach the lining to the, to the front. So you eliminate a lot of disaster on the on the v by doing that early on in the piece yeah that's true yeah so i wouldn't be point. trying it on without until you've sewn that lining yeah because yeah. it'd be dangerous yeah it would be very dangerous i agree <laughs> we like a little bit of danger but we don't want to ruin the thing i mean if if you accidentally stretch it out is there any coming back from it can you like steam iron it a little bit and I think your best bet would just be what we were just talking about and actually pulling out that excess yeah. in that seam between the waistband and the bodice. Um, you could remove it that way. Yeah. So once you've made the bodice, try it on because it's easy access too because the f- whole back is open. Yeah, it is really easy. Yeah. Okay, Kylie, let's rate the sea address. Okay, so we have a few categories and we rate them out of five. And for size inclusivity, it goes from a size two to a size 22. That's actually one of the, like some of the patterns don't go down that low, so I appreciate that because I'm a size four. And size 22, it, it's certainly not the most uh, inclusive, but it does include a lot of sizes. Yeah, a pretty pretty wide yeah. range of sizes. So pretty wide range, but it's not one of the most inclusive patterns. So we gave it a three. Yeah, a three. A good solid three. So next we've got drafting. And for drafting, we gave this pattern a five. It was really well drafted. Came together really well. Mm-hmm. Lots of notches. Yes, we love those notches. Yeah, really good. 
What's next? Okay. Pricing? Um, yeah, pricing. So it, I think it was a really reasonable yes. pattern. It's 15 AUD. Yep. So we gave that one dollar sign. One dollar sign. Yeah. It's, I think for the amount of drafting, pattern information, all the online tutorials, that is just incredibly cheap. In fact, maybe too cheap. <laughs> it's very cheap. Yeah. yeah. Very, very reasonable. Um, and next we've got instructions. I uh, really liked the fact that she added photographs in yes. as well as yep. um, written steps and diagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, again, really thorough. Yeah, a lot of value there, a lot of information and there's even more information that's not in the printed pattern that you can access for free. And next, what have we got? Um, we've done everything apart from overall. So overall sewing stamps. How sewing many, club stamps. How many sewing club stamps are we gonna give this pattern? So overall we rate the C address four sewing club stamps. So a great pattern. Yeah. I'm looking forward to next month. Yeah, I can't wait. Sally, what's next month? Okay, next month will be the Chloe Bias skirt from Soften Studios. And if you guys want to jump on Soften Studio website, you can pop in the discount code Sewing Club Podcast for a fun discount for the Chloe Bias skirt. What's the discount? 20%. Woohoo! 20%. <laughs> I love this skirt. It's definitely having a moment. Yeah, it's an excellent wardrobe staple. I think it just goes with everything, right? And it's cut on the bias, so very nice to wear. Yeah. Yeah, I am going to be stealing this from you, Kylie, when you're (laughs) finished making it. I'm sorry. Well, it it comes together quickly. Maybe I can make a couple for the podcast (laughs) and you can just choose which one you want. Please do. Yeah. Um, What made you guys pick this pattern? Well, it's just a... It's a wardrobe basic and it's a it's cut on the bias. So we figure that maybe people might be a little scared or I don't know what the word is. Nervous. Nervous about, to try. Yeah, trying, um, you know, making a garment on the bias. It can be difficult at times. Yeah. But there are some good tips to make it easier and we thought we would cover that in yeah, the podcast. definitely. I think that there's a lot to talk about with it making something on the bias and it is a bit of work but it's definitely worth it because you get this beautiful drapey molding to your body garment. Absolutely but it's also quite a simple sew too which is really nice. And I like Um, that because we needed a bit of a palette cleanser after this more uh, technical and detailed sew that we did for this one. (laughs) Yeah anything that's fully lined is always gonna be a bit more meaty so it's nice to have something that's gonna uh, sew up nice and quickly. And we can wear it straight away because there it's the it's the weather for it. It's perfect. Perfect Brisbane weather garment. Yes. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening, everyone. We would love it if you could join our Facebook group, the Sewing Club Podcast Community, where we can share our makes and tips and tricks along the way. And we have an Instagram as well which is sewingclub.podcast. We have feedback forms uh, attached to that. You can see our garments in the wild. We post videos there and we love hearing all the feedback. So keep it coming. We'd love it if you could subscribe, rate, review the podcast, all of
of that helps to get this podcast to as many people as possible. Till next time. Till next time. Till next time.